Well, welcome back once again to another episode of Talking With Tech. This is Lucas Stuber with my good friend, and uh, we've known each other for quite a while, Mr. Pradesh Thomas. How are you? I'm doing good, Lucas. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I, I haven't um, had any major vehicle accidents recently. It's been about 12 hours. Um, this is kind of a running gag among us here, how many how many vehicle accidents I can be in, so that's good. But um, I'm very excited to speak with you. You know, you and I first connected uh, years ago around um, the project I was doing with Ajit Narayanan, uh, yeah. Abbas. But um, you, you wear many hats. So you, um, you know, you, you were the founder of Alpha Vista, which has since been required. But, but that's, that's, I think, the fourth, third or fourth biggest. Now we're part of the third yeah, or fourth yeah. biggest staffing company. Yeah, we, we were actually the fourth largest in California and, and we got acquired by the Stepping Stone Group, which is which is actually a holding company of my therapy company, Alpha Vista, Cumberland and SOS. So okay. now we are now we are actually the third largest uh, in the in the in the nation. No kidding. You know? Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't know that Cumberland was was one of them. That's good information um, to yeah. have. Yes. Um, yes. And then, and then simultaneously, you know, I think the reason why we've, we've really become friends is this sort of educational technology angle. So you've started this yes. concept of the smart ed pad originally, which has become smart ed tech. And I know that you have a, a new version that just came out yesterday. So uh, tell us a little bit about, um, about what that system is. Okay. You know, great. You know, see when, when I was running my staffing company where, uh, you know, we have close to like 200 therapists working for us that time. And that's the time where the technology uh, tablet revolution started happening, like the iPads. And, and one of the things which I noticed is, you know, a certain set of therapists are asking, okay, can I do, can I buy this up? Can I get a tablet? You know, and then the other set is not asking me that. And then we, we had a clinical discussion with uh, our clinical team about why there is actually people are asking tablets on one side and the other side, they are not asking tablets. Right. And then that, that's very, very interesting where like, you know, the, the entire spectrum of space therapists, they use traditional materials. Some people use the technology. So we decided that why don't we give everybody a same experience, you know, giving them everybody a tablet, which is preloaded with, you know, close to like hundreds of apps, which are recommended by our own clinical team. Right. And, and and that's where I think our first experiment started. And we tried to do that with Android tablets, mainly because of the flexibility in programming. Sure. Uh, my background, I'm a software engineer. I used to work in a software industry for like 15 years before I came to the staffing world. And we actually developed a product called Smart Ed Pad, which is an Android tablet, uh, which actually integrated with hundreds of the speech therapy apps in a very nice user interface. Okay. And we deployed to all the therapists, uh, all of our, all of our uh, 200 therapists got that tablet at that time. And, and then what happened is then, you know, we, we started it as a project for, for our own services division. And then the school district started asking, can I buy this? This looks good. Right. And then, then that's where I think our, our product company was born. And then, then we started like, you know, evaluating into iPad. So now, now the product is available on Android tablet, iPad, and we also kind of make it available on Chromebook because the, the key thing, I think, you know, which, which I feel is 
the technology if you want to bridge the technology with resources and that can supplement the services for kids the kids can make a lot of improvement right, right. you know Right. Especially if we spend one session or two session a week with kids, and that's not enough for a kid to kind of make enough progress. Right. If you can, if you can able to supplement that with the technology, where a classroom teacher, a classroom aide, and even parents can be part of that collaborative environment. You know, the kid can able to make big improvement, and, and we are seeing that. Great. And and that's actually what what actually made me thinking about the technology and really worked on this technology for the last few years. Right. And, and I, I will tell you, still in the infancy stage because, you know, it takes time, you know, because, you know, the education market is not a technology market. You know, it's, it's a very traditional service delivery model. And, and, and everybody's trying, I mean, there are teletherapy ha- happening on one side. There are a there are lot of technology products coming into the market. But I think, you know, what, what my objective is, no, we have to bring what technology you use. It, it doesn't matter. I think the professionals need to start using technology, and you need to become more like kind of a consultant and, and kind of more like a subject matter expert right, right. Uh, in this field by by kind of collaborating with teachers, collaborating with aides, collaborating with parents, and coming up with the right technology where you can able to streamline your delivery because you have only like six hours with kids. How right. can you make that six hours efficient and effective? Wait, you know? so some people get six hours with kids? I get like half an hour a week. What, no, what, I'm, saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is like on a day, like a school school system is six and a half hours and, and speech therapy spend six hours with multiple kids. I see what and, you're saying, right. And, and most of the kids get like half an hour to one hour session a week. That's not enough. Right. So this is this is great. You're hitting on one of my my common refrains, and we have research that shows us very clearly that um, frequency and intensity and training of the circle of support is the biggest predictor for success in these things. And we we are not in a system where we have time to have the frequency and intensity. Like I would love to be with a student every moment of every day working on these things, but it's just simply not feasible. Um, so, you know, there, there are alternatives to that that people have explored. Um, you know, what, I guess what would you say to people that say, well, they already have too much screen time already. You know, what, what are we doing with a tablet in the classroom? You know, when, when we could be having direct instruction from an instructional assistant or whatever it might be. So I think, you know, one of the, one of the things which we, which we learned in the process is, you know, speech therapists, they, they know what they're doing, right? When they work with a kid, I want them to be kind of really work with them, not spend too much time on the screen. But when it comes to an instructional aid, they are not well qualified, right? Right. If, if like a speech therapist can able to kind of say that this is what I'm doing and, and, and then you kind of give that in the technology and say to the instructional aid, you don't only focus on what I just give it to the student. You don't have to worry about any other things. You don't need to bring too many other materials into it because I ex- I experimented and it working with this kid. Why don't you just drill it or why don't you just tutor it? Right. You know? Right. And and, and, and and that way I think the technology can be a big piece where the, the speech therapist can say that, you know, okay, this is what I work with the kid. Why don't you practice? And right. and when, when the speech therapist comes in, you you get back the data from the instructional assistant or, or even from the classroom teacher and even from the parent, analyze it and see that, oh, how this is working and make modification to the program. Got it. And, 
then and that is what all about it like you know you have an iep goal you are trying to work on that iep goal and and making like small progress to the things and when, when you when you come to your session like don't spend too much time on screen time you spend analyzing the data coming up with modification to the program and then test it out if it works then again send it to the instructional aid classroom teacher and parents to work on it and and that's a very collaborative learning process got it now you, you know from working with um and so i i should mention briefly i forgot to do so but disclosures for the audience which is that um smart ed app does have a little bit of, of just a tiny little bit of art that i designed in it i did not receive financial compensation for that so i'm not getting i'm not getting paid for this interview to make i'm required to say that legally um, and then, uh, part two, I would say is that, um, Mr. Thomas has very kindly gone out of his way to, uh, explain to me all the downsides of launching my own tablet project a few months ago. So I appreciate your, uh, your wisdom in that regard. Um, but then we also have a, a, a sort of a, a mutual colleague in common, Ajit Narayanan, with whom I, I helped to create uh, free speech. Um, and one comment that he made, which I thought was interesting was that, it's very important in in India, and I assume presumably also in China and other places, to create these high tech systems that are are pretty autonomous. You know, they don't require a ton of oversight from a clinician every moment. Would you say that also informed the design of smart ed tech, or is this very much out of the U.S. market? No, I think when when I was developing this product, you know, in U.S. you have like six million special ed kids. Right. When you look into India. You know, India doesn't have a system like this here, but we assume based on the 10% of a population is having some kind of special need, there is 30 million special need kids in India. Wow. Which is not accounted for, but that's a, that's a volume. And, and now the technology is becoming cheaper and cheaper, where you can even get like a Kindle Fire for $50. You know, how can we put programs like this into, into kind of very low cost devices and make it available to developing countries. Right. And and, and other other challenges like you know the the resources like you know in, in US we still feel that you know there's a big shortage of speech therapists, special educators. But when it comes to India, China, you know the shortage is huge. Like you know we may have one speech therapist for like you know hundred thousand students, you know, or like fifty thousand students. That's the kind of you know number we are talking about because. You know, anybody who's getting qualified as a speech therapist from India, they are actually getting migrated to other countries like US, Australia, UK for better career perspective. Okay. So that means that means the, the gap is only widening. The only right. way we can, we can solve the problem is bring low-cost technology, which can be affordable to schools, parents, and the community. Right, right. Well, and like you said earlier, you know, the, um, the amount that parents or insurance companies will remunerate a speech pathologist for a single hour of service is, you know, roughly equivalent to, uh, yeah, I should ask you, what, what is the cost then of Smart Ed app? Oh, I think, you know, now we are actually kind of coming up with very, very nice models where like, you know, the cost, if you, if you own a tablet or like an Android tablet or iPad or even a Chromebook, the cost is like only like, you know, $5 per student per year. You know, we want to make it very affordable to, to make that happen, you know? Okay. So, so for the cost of, for the cost of seeing me once you could have 20 some odd copies of, of the app. Um, yeah. so that's good. Um, 
you know, one, one thing I want to touch on again, I've been familiar with the product for, for a little while, but this is something that I know will, um, will speak to SLPs very well. So listen up everyone. I am blown away by the data collection and the data tracking back end of that. To me, that is, um, the most important part. I mean, not the most important part, but, but a huge advantage. And for those of you listening, if you go to tech, dot speech science.org after you hear this um, we'll do our best to have some examples and of course we'll link to the website and these other things but um, you have incredibly rich data uh, on how students are engaging with the app how successful they are with the app what level of prompting even they might require um, what what informed that was that the needs of the contractors at Alpha Vista or it, it all started with like you know working with um and then, then when we really see what the kids needed it, you know, when we really did it in the in the real play, and and the data collection is very important. So, so if you look at it, you you can make kind of informative decision based on the data. Got it. You know, so so that you can say, oh, this activity is working with this kid. This kid is making progress on this goal based on this. Why don't I continue that? Because right. the data shows that. If something is not working, the data says that, okay, this is not working. Why don't you modify? So that way, I think the data collection is important. And I know that, see, the therapists are actually getting overwhelmed with a lot of, lot of paperwork. Oh, yeah. What we do is, on our system is, we are actually making it more like automated or, or even like with one or two clicks, the data getting automatically collected. Right. You know? And that's a, that's a world. I think eventually, I think, you know, we all need like more like, kind of an auto data collection. Okay. You know, in like we are, we are actually going into the world of autonomous driving. You know, why, don't, why don't we think about having like automated data collection based on, based on you know, building some right technology systems. And there are, there are a lot of technology out there who collects data. So my advice to people is whether you use our app or other apps, use technology in your daily. Right. That's uh, uh, there's an SLP named Kate who's uh, she has a quote that says it doesn't matter what church you go to as long as you all go together, and uh, I, the, the metaphor being that if everyone's sort of on board with the same system at school and at home and with the student and everything, that that's going to be more efficacious than having the perfect system that's only used once a week. You know, and um, I, I'm a strong believer of that. Although I I, I am um, you know very impressed with with what you've done. Um, with this because this is not, this is not uh, an unambitious undertaking, right? You know? Um, so going, going back to the data collection, I know um, one thing that had been alluded to the last time I spoke to the, your C, the CEO who runs this company for you was the idea of using an API, um, which um, for those listening is an application process interface and it would allow third party apps to join in with the data collection and the infrastructure. Do you know if that's still part of the plan? Um, yes, yes. So yeah. I think, you know, what, what we were trying to do is we are trying to create an ecosystem. You know, there are a lot of great apps out there. You know, there are a lot of great developers actually develop great apps. But one of the things I think we are noticing is, you know, a lot of things are not collecting data. Right. So we created, we created an interface in such a way that, you know, it, it's going to be like a Netflix kind of a platform. We actually build a platform. And right. as an app provider, you can be able to connect your app into our ecosystem. Got it. We're also trying to work with like, you know, education companies like IEP companies, like student information system companies to kind of connect our, our link to their system where we can download the IEP calls, 
we can able to give the data back. So those kind of things. So we are trying to kind of become an ecosystem where app developers on one side, which can leverage this data tracking tool, which we develop. Yeah. And, and again, what we wanted is we want to give them to f- them free. Let them use it. You know, we are trying to make it as more like in a kind of an open platform. Right. And, and you know, the, the basic basic features are all going to be free for uh, app developers. You know, that, that's Perfect. what we want. Uh, bring it. That's, that's exactly. I, um, I've been, thank you so much for saying that because I've been trying to convince people for years to, uh, going back to what you said about if you were to draw this diagram of special education and computer science, the overlap is like nothing, you know? And, um, in my experience, every single IEP system, uh, excuse my language, uh, sucks variously, you know, like some of them are, are good at certain things and terrible at everything else. And then, Somebody, so I've been waiting for somebody uh, with the technical acumen to come in and sort of swoop in and fix uh, that, or at least get IEP systems to talk to outside uh, data sources in a meaningful way. Um, so that would save me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Lucas, I think you know, you know, that, that was actually initially. I think we also had that assistance, but now the IEP companies see the value. It is, it is actually kind of bringing like more like you know collaboration and again it's a win-win for both parties got it so, so now ip are progressive because they see that there's a value add you know they they were working on the on the upper stream of thing we were actually working on the delivery scheme of things so yeah. you know it, it can complement each other so now now i think a lot of parties are actually showing like very positive signs and, and again at the end of the day i think you know our goal is you know the data is data. If you really use the data, the, the beneficiary is the students. Right, right. You know, and, and we can make progress because, see, one of the things which I'm seeing is we are, we are actually spending billions of dollars. You know, a speech therapist cost a year like $100,000 plus. You know, how can right. we, and, and the kids are actually making very slow progress. Hey, well, not if they're working with me, okay, but all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Technologies are cheap, you know. By bridging the resources plus technology, you know, because the resources are very important. The speech therapists are very important. And bringing that, uh, bridging the technology with the resources, you can able to make big improvement to the kids. Sure. And, and the beneficiary is the students, you know. If I can make a student talk faster or you know, make make them like for example, an articulation kid. You know, solve their like articulation issues faster, and they can go to the mainstream school system. You know, as a parent, that, that's the biggest moment for them. Right, right. You know, and it's parents. You know, their entire life is actually changed. And if we can make a considerable improvement to their lives, we are actually bringing a big you know, big thing to their uh, life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, well, and especially, especially with the one thing I really liked about, and I know we're, you're moving towards the app model, which is intelligent, but um, you know, in my current role, I spend a lot of time in very rural school districts and also native American reservations where there may not be a computer at home, you know? Um, And so having, having this sort of learning device that's able to potentially go home or whatever it might be, um, you know, something that I always advocate for. Um, And school districts are typically pretty okay with that until it comes to Chromebooks. It seems like they don't want to, they don't want to really relinquish the Chromebooks. But, but I I also want to commend you on, on 
developing for Chromebook because I, I mean, I think we're officially now at the tipping point where it's more Chrome than we have iOS in, uh, in most schools, which is surprising. But, um, you know, w would you say that uh, that transition, if you felt it at all, uh, has impacted the engagement methods that you're able to use within the app? Yeah, I think I think you know. So it's very very interesting, am right? I think uh, the, the the devices or, or the things I think like changes, you know, because when the iPad which came into the market, everybody was going towards iPad, and then the trend changed to Chromebook, and tomorrow we don't know which will be the next. Yeah, you know? uh, nobody knows. So so what we done is we actually kind of taken a step back and said that. We should think that, you know, whatever we build should be eventually become device agnostic. Yeah. Okay. You know, Perfect. Whatever the underlying, underlying devices, we don't care. Perfect. It should work. So, so what we, what we change is we actually kind of move to a HTML5 model where, you know, it could work, it could work in any browser eventually, you know, it right. could work in any devices. So, so that's the kind of a, a, you know, technology shift we made uh, almost a year back. And, and that is actually help us in kind of bringing it into Chromebook. And look at like a lot of schools, they are invested heavily into Chromebooks. You know, I think um, if you look at it, like, you know, more than 50% of the purchases in the devices now is Chromebook. Yeah, and Google has a heck of a sales team too. That, that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't hurt. So that, that's great. I love what you said about device agnostic because that's something that I think you and I have even talked about before. I've been preaching that for a while. And to whatever extent we can run something in HTML5 or whatever, then I can pull it up on my iPhone. I can you know, whatever. And that's, I, I think one of the strengths of systems, you know, in my world, like cough drop or these other things, uh, MIT scratch, these all run no matter what browser uh, it might be. Um, and so provided that's the case uh, with what, with what you're doing, that the data collection is all still working the same, then that's the best of all worlds. I think. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share about, about the future or the present of smart ed app that I haven't asked about? The, the future, I think, you know, what we are looking is to create that ecosystem with mm -hmm. other the app developers. You know, if you look at like app developers, they're also, they're also not seeing a lot of downloads at this time. You know, they're also struggling. Right. Uh, and it's been a weird what, year that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because there are, there are million, millions app out there. Like, you know, when, when a parent is going to look into this, there's millions, app, you know, so what we are actually trying is we're trying to create like a more like a marketplace. You know, and we really want to take, you know, whoever is actually part of the ecosystem to a bigger market. We want to, we want to, we want to kind of take a good step in the US. We want to kind of take this product into India, product to take into Middle East, wherever it's going to speak Great. English language. And, and we are also looking on, you know, you can develop your own app in any language and put it in the system. It will work, you know. So, so that way I think, you know, if somebody wants to develop like Chinese apps or like Japanese app or like Spanish app, you could do it. Um, that's what we are looking like, you know, create a, create a ecosystem, create a marketplace and help the entire world, you know, as part of the thing. And we are actually working with some people in India, you know, we are, we are actually, you know, piloting that product in India to kind of in a small way. And then once the pilot is successful, we want to kind of take it to the Indian government, which is very progressive at this point. Right. Good. Yeah. You're, it sounds like this is one of those systems that's, uh, you know, you're not, you're not baking a pie, so to speak. You're building a kitchen, right? right. And letting, letting people use the tools that you've built to, to create what they want. I love that metaphor. I use that whenever I can. No, I think, uh, I think 
you, you, you said it, you know, you said it because we are creating a kitchen. You can create your own, your own kind of recipe and you can create your own food and, and provide it in our restaurant where people can consume, you know, Great. that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. What, um, so I, I, the next thing I was going to ask actually was about non-English languages is, is the app itself supported in languages other than English or is that up to the developers? I think what we are, we focused right now, it's only in English, okay. but made it such a way that if somebody is going to develop this content in Spanish, the system will support it. Okay. Okay. Well, how, um, before I move on, I, I have a few other things I want to talk to you about, but you know, for, for everyone listening out there, I mean, we, we've got a fair number of SLPs on the horn. Um, you know, tell us where, where we can, where can we find the product? What's the, the URL? Can we, can we test it? All that other stuff. Okay. So you, you could, you could actually go to our website, smartedtech.com, www.smartedtech.com. And you can download it from iTunes. You can download it from, uh, you know, Google play. You can download it from Amazon or Kindle. And you can also get it from the Chromebook uh, Play Store. Okay, great. And, yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and the app is free. You can download it for free. You can play it around, you know, and if you like it, you could just purchase it, you know. That's how we, we made it. We made it free for everyone. Great. To start with. Free, free is a good number. That's a, that's a critical, a critical number. Yeah. Um, Okay, great. I wanted to know that. And so once again, for those of you listening, um, this will be at tech.speechscience.org. Please also feel free to email tech at speechscience.org or lucas at speechscience.org. And I'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, and, uh, you know, it will, uh, we'll have your contact information available as well, sir, if, if, if you want it to be, or, uh, perhaps, um, a member of the smart Ed tech team, because uh, as I know you wear many hats, um, so to, to briefly transition then, I, I am curious to know, um, you know, obviously I sort of primed you a little bit on this, but you, you were just in India for a time, right? Um, and, and of course that's, uh, you know, where, where you've spent a lot of time in your life. You know, what, what, is, what is the special education culture there like relative to the U.S.? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the thing is if, if there's a kid having a special need problem, what parents are doing is, Parents are hiding it, you know, because most of the parents, now, now things are changing. When I was actually a childhood, you know, days like, you know, parents want to hide it from others because it's a cultural thing. Right. Nobody wants, nobody wants to know that their kid is having some challenge. Right. You no, know, because India is, you know, very famous for like, you know, making kids education, 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 right? The parents spend a lot of effort and time for education and they don't want their kid to be challenged in education. So they hide it and that's the thing because if you have early attention and early intervention, that's the best cure. You know, right. change, things are changing. There are a lot of awareness happening. There are a lot of movies coming into the field about about the special need, about autism. You know, so educated people are actually knowing the importance. If there is a problem, go and get attention. Go and go, go to a speech therapist. Go to a psychologist. Go to a school where right. you know, it's changing. But a lot of kids, like, you know, learning disability, it's getting identified very late, you know, because nobody bothered, you know. Uh, we, we did some screening programs in India in, in the early stage of our, uh, this thing to make sure that what is happening. We found that, you know, there are a lot of mismatches, like, you know, the, the kids with learning disabilities are not identified even at the age of, like, you know, middle school. They were struggling, you know, they were actually, so uh, I think it, it needs to be changed, but things are changing in a small way. 
I am I'm very positive that maybe in the next 10 to 20 years, the, the India will change and even all the developing countries will change that way because because of the awareness, because of the social media, because of the technology, people are people are having information, you know. And, and I'm very happy about that because the social media is helping in, in a positive way and the technology is helping in a positive way to those developing countries. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I know that um, in my own efforts, uh, particularly China has just been like a black hole in terms of trying to get any sort of intervention in there. So I was curious how that's been going for you. Um, uh, okay. And then, um, so so I, I was just, I was curious about that. I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, English is the language franca of many places, including India, um, you know, when it comes to business and these things, uh, you know, to my knowledge, anyway, it may have changed uh, a little bit, but um, I wanted to, to back up a little bit and ask you about Alpha Vista. So I know that you're not um, officially sort of in charge anymore, but I can't imagine you're not involved. Yeah, so I think I started Alpha Vista, which is actually a non-public agency or a contract staffing company okay. in 2007. And we were actually working only in California. We, we actually grew uh, to a 200 therapy company in 10 years. And, wow. and it's okay. a great journey. And, and all this, what I talked, I think, today is based on that experience where uh, I think I was working with therapists for the last 10 years. Okay. And, and my wife and sister both are Swiss therapists. So I That's have right, Swiss therapists yep. at home. Uh-huh. So, okay. so I think it's a, it's a great field, you know, and what you guys are doing is, is, is great. You guys are helping kids who is challenged, you know, and I know that I know the pressure, right? Like you know, you get pressure from from the school, from the parents, and you have six hours. You have a lot of paperwork. You know, it's a it's a very stressful job. But but what you guys are doing is great. You are helping kids. You are helping kids. That that's important. And 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 for me, I think you know, Alpha Vista actually taken me a totally different step because I used to be a software engineer. I used to work in. Um, um, the software field for the last 15 years before I came to Alpha Vista. Okay. What I see here is, you know, in directly or indirectly, we are actually touching the life. We are actually making making kind of a progress to kids, you know, and that's that's a big thing, you know. We are actually giving back. Right. And and on a coming to a contracting staffing, you know, versus like you know a school district is, it's very interesting, you know, because. You know, the school district, the, one of the challenges for school district is, you know, their, their recruitment style is different because they are very local, like, you know, for example, like a San Jose, UST means they are very local to San Jose. What a staffing company does is, staffing company spend a lot of resources and money to kind of do a big recruitment pool. And it's very difficult because we are recruiting an industry where the unemployment is zero, actually. If, if I, I Wow, say that, no kidding. Okay. If you want a job, you have a job, right? No kidding. Okay. If, if, I, never, I never saw a therapy sitting unemployed. You know, only way that you can be unemployed is you don't need to work. So there are right. a lot of work. So, so one of the things I think the staffing companies bring into the table is really a, a part to school district because school district and that money power to kind of put a big recruitment engine out there. Right. Staffing companies that gap, right? You know, right. Good, makes and, sense. Well, and I, I am. And this um, is like you know, you know good. When it comes, 
Well, I was just going to say, you know, I've, I've spent the last six years of my life uh, in private practice and then also in consulting and app development, right? And um, yeah. sort of reached a point that I think, and I'm speaking really to the, the SLPs out there more than anything, where you, you do reach a point where after seven hour, seven, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, you, you start to want to spend some time with your family, you know? So <laughs> this, is the, uh, this is the first year I've actually worked with a staffing agency just to take a small position um, and... Uh, and, and it's, it, it has been, it's, it's interesting from an SLP perspective, for one thing, because I'm not used to having a boss, and now I have two. <laughs> you know, I have the district and the contract agency uh, to work with. But, you know, one thing I will say, and I, this isn't um, your company, unfortunately. I, I would love to work with you guys, but, um, uh, you know, the, uh, it's also this interesting feeling of someone having your back, you know, um, you know, that we, it feels to me like part of the role of a contract agency is as much to be an advocate for the clinician as it is for the students in the school, the school district, which is, um, which is great. And I think that will probably help out a lot of young clinicians that maybe don't know how to advocate for themselves. Yeah, I think, you know, it, the, I, I strongly recommend for young clinicians, like a staffing company is a, is a great, great fit. I think, you know, especially when it comes to their RTF, uh, the, the clinic, most of the bigger companies, you know, have great clinical mentorship, clean, clinical field managers who can able to support them during their CF years. And, you know, for us, like, you know, we, we have a, we have a great, great clinical staff, like, you know, our VP of clinical operations is Linda Puppet, who is actually, uh, you know, the, the president of uh, Kasha, you know, so, so we have that kind of caliber people on board. Linda, Linda, Linda Burkhart or Linda Burke? Linda Puppert, who's actually oh, the cash up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I miss her. Yeah, wow, fantastic. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you work for like large reputed companies, and, you know, your field managers are good. You have a great mentorship program. And then the second thing is like, you know, you have a lot of opportunity. Like, you know, as a, as a like young clinicians, or you want to explore like Florida, you could go to Florida. Yeah. You want to explore, explore like, you know, Los Angeles, you could go and work in Los Angeles because because staffing companies have openings all over the place. And and again, like, you know, as a traveling therapist, you could also benefit like a lot of this tax benefit uh, as a traveling therapist. Right. So as a young clinician, you can, you can explore in the U.S. So that's a great, and, and once you really, really get into the, the second part of your, you know, career life, then you can say, oh, I wanted to kind of settle in this place. This Got may it. be the place. And maybe then, then you join a school district directly. And by that time, you may be getting into the, the good step of a, a, you know, salary schedule because the school system works based on the number, number of years of experience. Right. You know, right. you work like seven, eight years with a, with a contracting company, then you are actually joining a school district at the eighth level of your experience. So, you will be getting on a on a salary point of view, you will be at a higher side. And when you are working in the initial a time in your staffing companies, where your salaries are good, so you could also kind of make more money, and and also you could see the entire entire US if you want, and you can also get this mentorship, leadership, and career training, which you don't get that in too much in a in a district. Sure. Right. Well, right. Because you said, as you said, you have these um, sort of clinical mentors that are, you know, part of the organization. And that's a real issue that, um, 
you know, and I, I've told this story before, but I'll say it again on the on the air for our listeners. The genesis of me creating this website, Speech Science, is I was um, years ago working uh, in a school district, and I, I, I probably have told you this story, um, during a very difficult IEP where the parents were crying and, and things just weren't working out. And, and part of the problem was that the SLP who was assigned to the case simply wasn't familiar with the device that the child was supposed to be using, a, a voice output device. And so I pulled her aside afterwards and I said, okay, let's spend six hours together. Let's, let's figure this out. What's the deal? And her response was, oh, thank you. I've been afraid to ask for professional development because I think I would lose my job if they found out that I don't know what I'm doing. Which is terrifying because that means how many of those other people are there out there, you know, um, that feel that way. Uh, so it, it seems like a much safer route to maybe contact the contract agency or then the, the purpose of speech science in many ways is to provide, I guess, what I would call covert continuing ed, right? So we can yeah. talk about AAC in a fun way and listen to it on your ride to work or, or whatever it is, you know, dysphagia, dysphagia. Um, and um, and so far, it's it's really uh, been pretty successful. So um, I'm I'm honored to have you on here as a, a guest to to hopefully reap the rewards of that. Um, so um, so if we for those listening, uh, either speech pathologists, administrators, or whatever, um, how would they go about purchasing the product? They go to your website. Um, are there such things as volume discounts, district sales? Um, I think you know, for for the for anybody who wanted to purchase, like you know, they could they could go to the website um, www.smartedtech.com, and they will they will get the links. So they could go to the iTunes if they use an iPad and they could download it for free. And and what what actually we are trying to do is you know as an individual therapist you could download it for free and and we have a small purchasing program you know if you want to really purchase depending upon number. So, but but I think the real real benefit comes in is once the school district started leveraging it, where like multiple people uses it, then then you can bring all these collaboration platform everything together, which will become uh, really beneficial. And, and we are we are actually working with a lot of school district now, you know, to kind of get that in. And, and it takes time, you know, any technology, am right? Whether it's our technology or like different technology, you know, the schools need to adopt. School need to invest. And, and it takes time. So, so my my recommendation to all these clinicians and and the school district directors is look at look at different technologies around around you. And you guys need to really think. You guys need to spend, evaluate the, what is the right technology for you. Right. Because if you don't invest in technology, you know it, it's going to be challenging going forward because the shortages are going to go up. The parents are going to give more pressure because they are going to get more information from the from the technology, from the internet, and from everyone, and they will be demanding more and more service. Right. What they wanted is they wanted the kid to be improved. So if you can if you can adopt technologies which can able to supplement what they are asking and making improvement, more the better, right? Everybody everybody wins, you know. Everybody wins, and end of the day, like you know, uh, you know, we are all there to kind of support each other, you know. Right. Perfect. Now. So again, working in these very small rural school districts that I'm in right now, are there any sort of mechanisms in place for grant funding or scholarships or that, or is that on the the shoulders of the the teachers, I guess, to try to find that information? That's, that's an interesting thing, you know. So, so I think um, we actually worked with a few districts where, like, you know, the funding happened through uh, some grants and other things. So we could really work with work with school district if they are looking for grants and other things. And one of our long-term objectives is 
to kind of bring bring kind of uh, people who can able to kind of give away money like you know we, we have one investor he, he was actually looking on seeing that okay how how can i kind of help underprivileged school district you know there are there are people out there who can, who have a lot of money who can who can able to support kind of a district which are having some challenges so they could invest their money on the side which will help them to kind of acquire these kind of technologies and support and and that way i think you know the remote districts can able to leverage and there are a lot of crowd platforms available now like you know gofundme and you know donor choice you know there are a lot of different sites available to kind of help teachers to kind of do some kind of crowdfunding and, sure. and it is it is very easy i think you know i think again lucas i think you need to recommend that you know because that is actually becoming a lot of popularity right like there are a lot of crowdfunding platform for teachers and right. parents to leverage they don't have the money right yep i've i've been involved in those before for large projects too for say rupal id uh, rupal patel vogel id and these things that have been successful so um so i think that's great i think as long as people see the um you know, as long as they feel the pain point, so to speak, right, which is total business talk for, uh, you know, for, for how much pain they're in with this get data collection and with everything else. And really, I think the argument, uh, particularly for administrators of what you're doing, is that you're saving teacher time, right, um, which is the most valuable commodity that, uh, <laughs> that any school has. So, um, well, gosh, it's always such a pleasure to speak with you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share that I that I didn't ask about? I feel like uh, there's a million things I could say, but I want to respect your time. No, no, th- thank you, Lucas. I think you know, it, was, it was great talking to you, and and what you're doing is is great because I think you know what you're putting out there for for all the all the clinicians and all the all the people. You know, is is great because the resources are important, right? And I really appreciate what you're doing, and 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 i will definitely continue in any ways to help help the community right and, and i'm happy to do that in any ways you know? great so thank you for inviting me to kind of have this uh, talk and and wish you all the best uh, well thank you again uh mr pradesh thomas um of smart ed tech and alpha vista i really appreciate your taking the time again go to tech.speechscience.org and we'll have links to everything that we talked about today um please do check it out it's really phenomenal uh, piece of software, and um, I look forward to to seeing what the next few years bring because I think we're on the the cusp of a real p- potential renaissance with um, yeah. with technology and education. So, yeah. um, thanks again. Thank you. Have a good day.